0: Hello everyone and welcome. Welcome to my podcast. I don't want to sound too generic, but yes, welcome back more like because it's been, it's been a very long time. It's been a very long time and a lot has happened since, you know, since last time I did record something and yes, unfortunately it's, I've been heavily distracted. Um, Which I really apologise for because that is not something I want to do. I'd like to continue what I was doing because I think I was on the roll. And yeah, so, right. Um, What I'd like to talk about today is uh, housing associations. Well, slash Grenfell. Well, so last night I, unfortunately, I don't know, it must have been fate or something. But I managed to find a documentary, which I've never seen before, about Grenfell Tower. It's, um, I've forgotten the name of it, I apologise, but I'll add it in, in the description when I remember what it's called. It's Grenfell, the Untold Story. So Grenfell, the Untold Story simply showed the it was showing the build-up to the incident and um, various, with various uh, residential meetings and it was quite yes it made me feel quite sad because like I felt like it it really it relates to the things I've experienced with I will say it London and Quadrant yes got out these people because you can't be advertising homes and and making it sound all sweet and lovely but in in reality it's not the case Alan Q isn't what it seems, but I will go into that later on. Um, so, yes, I was watching Grenfell, The Untold Story. really resonated with the stuff that I've been through with London and Quadrant. Yes, I call them by their full name because they're in trouble. When when someone's in trouble, you tend to call them by their full name anyway. So, that's what we're doing here, and they need to be outed in, in legal documents they are referred to as London Quadrant. So yes, but yeah, anyways, um the Grenfell untold, the untold story, it was very, um it was so disheartening to watch. I mean, I did hear that there was, there was quite a few things, quite a few issues that they had and um, that the residents had experienced prior to the fire, but it just, it, it's just it made me very sad because it was somewhat like watching myself and my fellow committee like raising our issues and this reminds me of december 2019 when it was my first december that since moving in and finding that there were issues with the um phase one so In Barking Riverside, you have um, developments consisting of phase one and phase two. I believe they're currently building phase three, but they will start phase four. But someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, this is how it is at the moment, but I live in phase two. Yes, and unfortunately, we have experienced many, many issues. Um, when I moved it actually, to be honest, going to be very honest, as I was going through, um, completion or prior to that, when I was in the process of buying this property, um, when joining all the Facebook groups and just seeing, you know, just out of curiosity to see, okay, this is the place I'm going to move to. So I'd like to know like how everyone, you know, lives in this area, but yeah, it wasn't, um, Obviously, it's lovely-looking place. I give it that. I give it a hundred out of looks, but the things that the Phase One peeps have gone through and still currently going through, and particularly around heating and hot water. Now, the issue with heating and hot water is something so significant like I could literally write a novel about it because I've had to deal with it myself and because I found that London Quadrant did not listen to what I was saying and often gaslighted me since 2019, I've had to attempt to take them to court but I won't go into detail but I had no choice and there are a few other residents here who have done the same because we generally have no choice. This was an issue that actually um, came up in the documentary. most common problem that you tend to have with housing associations is your heating and your hot water I mean it would be so much easier if they could just listen to your problems and be like okay we'll come out and fix it not okay and then you send an email and you send another one and they're just coming back oh they're not coming back at all um like, I think Bellway sometimes do. They just air their messages and then residents just feel like I can't go on. So bear in mind, when I moved in, um, I had my first winter and the very first time I switched on the heaters, they don't work. And it's like, dude, this is a whole new build place and it's not working. So you hear about these things like online and stuff and you watch those documentaries, but you never really think that you could literally be in one of those documentaries. Um, Well, just like to add, I and uh, some fellow committee members have actually featured in ITV News as we were protesting for cladding. Well, protesting against cladding, obviously, because no one wants that. Um, and it's not the, the first time that Bath and Riverside has featured in uh, the news, ITV news to be precise. So it's, it's, it's getting embarrassing for London and Quadrant who have bought land to, to build these homes, but they're not building them properly. But I will get onto that because I, I and a few other residents experienced something quite terrible this summer. Let's just say adverse weather really took its toll and caused a bit of an issue, or quite a big issue for some, and an issue that I'm currently dealing with myself. Um, Let's just say that my bedroom is inactive because the way that these buildings were built and London and Quadrant basically didn't expect the heavy downpour of rain that we had experienced this summer in July. But um and expected it to come in the next hundred years, but I'm sorry. If you expected it to come in the next hundred years, you you should have prepared for the next hundred years. But you know, it's the next hundred years. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but the leases are around, if not more than that. Just over that. So at some point during the lease you will have this heavy rainfall. So yeah, so I'm being very transparent here because um, my aim is to actually try and reach out to people who have um, experienced some of the things that um, myself and many others in this area have experienced and also who who can resonate to the, the unfortunate events leading up to the Grenfell Tower incident because my goodness okay I'm sidetracking a little here but my goodness when I was watching it I was just like dude that is literally us so they were basically having this meeting at the school and they were discussing the heating and the hot water with their MP and um some housing association members. Sorry, I don't know their roles exactly, but I believe they're their representatives. And it's like, dude, the same thing happens with us. We may invite our MP or we may invite a councillor and they'll attend. And then we'll have, we'll try and invite someone from like London Quadrant or Bellway. You know, and sometimes they turn up but uh we had a meeting a few weeks ago about the flooding and surprisingly they did turn up. Maybe because they got shook at this time, but I don't really know. But it's it's just odd that you know they were there. Because to be honest, since moving in I was thinking nice to have like the residents actually speak to these people and have the opportunity to question them because every time something happens, um, they're nowhere to be seen. Like, via email, nowhere. They don't phone you, nothing. Sometimes they phone you, but that was, like, at the beginning when I just moved in. But, you know, i only get a phone call if I've escalated it to the director. So that's how it's been going. And it is stressful that you have to, in order to get things done, you have to go for the top, in order to get some answers. This is not something you have to... Part of my life and I'd say a year and a half ago I actually fully learned how So I am proud of that I guess it's helped me to write emails on i mean don't come out of the way knowing how to write good old email is not it's something that you need to be taught or something you need to learn over time and I'd say Throughout these horrendous experiences, I can say I'm proud that I've actually learned how to write a thorough, good email. So, yeah, that's a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, so back to the Grenfell type of thing. When they were having their meeting, it was just like, oh my goodness. Because the setup was in the school um, just like the first emergency meeting i ever attended with barking riverside it was set in a school and we were just well i i had nothing to do with it but i was just me i just want to be part of things so i'm in the know and yes people were complaining about the heating and hot water in phase 1 at that time we well we did have similar issues but this issue with phase one of and Riverside has been going on for like several years now and nothing's really been done about it like they've been they put temporary systems in place but it's like Bellway I believe I don't want to say the or the RMG they don't want to do the right thing and put something permanent They have generators outside that are trying to bring all this heat in, but it's not doing what it should do. And it's causing a lot of issues for the residents, basically. So when in the documentary they were asking for an independent investigation, I was just like, and the dude who was asking for it, reminds me of my neighbour and I was like whoa this is this is too real this is too real like this is literally my life watching it on tv and that's what made it even sad because it's like the fact that they had to go through all that just to be burnt up in a fire like it doesn't It's just so disheartening. Like it is the most disheartening thing that I've seen in this country. Because obviously the idea is that this country is supposed to not go down these kind of routes. We're supposed to have enough money, enough funds to support everyone. We're paying so much tax, like I'm being serious here. We're paying a lot of tax. We pay premiums of things. Everything is taxed. So there's no room for thing, there's no room for no funding for these things. Say the NHS is free, but you pay national um, national national insurance. Uh sorry, yes national insurance. We pay national insurance, so no the NHS isn't free despite what people may think. I mean, obviously, compared to what people in America have to pay, it does feel like it's free. Um, because, you know, every time we go to the hospital, we don't get charged with, like, 20K bill. I've heard some horrendous things, and oh, I've read about, like, these, like, 20K bills just for an ambulance to leave the hospital and pick someone up. So like i i do appreciate that we don't have to go through that yet (laughs) but you never know and you never know in this country so um yeah back to my point the residents were asking this particular resident was asking for an independent investigation and it just reminded me of the the very resident that this guy reminded me of asking for an independent investigation and for the heating and hot water issues um, that he and and many of us in this building experienced. And it's like, oh, wow. And he had, like, the same mannerisms as well. So I was like, okay, this is strange. This is very strange. But um, luckily, he managed to escape the fire. But... That's not the point here. The point is they had previously asked for in, independent investigations, got um, gaslighted by that horrible, horrible, horrible woman, their MP, I believe her name is Victoria Birch or something. Um, I'm gonna have to double check that. It was Victoria Borick. Yeah, this woman. Her karma is coming. Her karma is coming. She thinks she can play about and cuss residents because they said they're not receiving no water. No water whatsoever. No cold water, no wastewater, nothing. Or no hot water. Like, it's like these situations I can resonate with. With the hot water. And to be honest, the cold water thing too, because we actually did experience the same thing but it lasted for one day but it literally took them almost a day for london and quadrant to come out and view the incident you know it's always when something happens with these people they decide if it happened at like 4 5 pm they'll venture out at 1am by that time you're heavily, heavily drained and you just want to go to bed, but you can't anyway because you're you're stressing about the incident. You're like, how am I gonna wash? How can I use a toilet? How can I wash my hands? I feel dirty. Now, as someone with someone with OCD, it's like, um, I feel like I'm starting to smell and I need to have my bath, my my evening shower, you know. Uh But I can't, I'll just have to make do, try and wash in the basin or whatever I can do. But there's no reassurance when it comes to London Quadrant when these things happen. So I fully, fully, fully empathise with what the Grenfell people had gone through prior to the incident. So, they had asked for an um, independent investigation, and that's something that one of my neighbours had done, and, um, yeah, no, I believe there was no um, no proper response for that. I mean, they, they'll just hire their own people anyway and pay them, because they're on their payroll, and they're, con- they're contractors, so it will, I don't know, it could be biased, but... It shouldn't, but because I know how these people, they always respond in their biased ways, it's like they have a a pre-programmed answer for everything. And this is what was happening at the meeting a few weeks ago. When we were asking about flood, service charge, blah, blah, pre-programmed answer doesn't ever answer how you want or how you think it should go it's just well we're sorry for your loss and if you sent us an email titling what you've just talked about then we'll get back to you and then you do that and then you're like no i sent this email and you never responded why didn't you ever respond and they're like dummies and it's like okay you know what i I said I was done, but I I physically, I mentally, I cannot be done because it's giving me anxiety that if I'm done with the situation, it's not complete anyway. And I can't be done with you because if I am done with you, then like I said, it's, it's just gonna be an ongoing situation. So I cannot be done. In other words, you sleep and you breathe and you eat these situations. They are the most draining situations because it's not as if like, okay, something terrible happened in your life. You can just, I don't know, you met someone and they messed around or whatever, messed with your feelings, anything, and then you could cut them off and you can literally kick them out of your home or you can block them so you don't see what they're doing but no it's not i mean and that that is bad yeah that is that that is bad but this one it's like if i don't deal with it as much as i hate dealing with it i i will i don't know i just either way i just combust i combust and i combust and i combust because it's not getting resolved and then you think Okay, if they dealt with this situation like this, then how are they going to deal with that situation and that and then service charge and blah, blah, and decking and communal doors, lifts, everything. And it's just, they're dealing with it the same way. And it's just like, you know what? But yes, I have to rant because this is, this whole, the Grenfell thing, like when it happened, I was so, like, so, 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 so upset. Like, I'm an empath, so I feel things. Like, I really feel things as if I'm there or that person is related to me or something. Because, yeah, I I generally don't have any friends, so I guess I feel it more. So it's just, when I saw... When I I was... I remember that day I woke up... um, 2017. So I was working at PRS. I work up and I think it was Good Morning Britain. I do not watch that show anymore because it's trash. Um, It's Good Morning Britain and they're showing like helicopters circling a tower that was like kind of like burnt out or burning. And then, you know, the worst thing is there was an individual on like one of the top floors. It was live. They had a blanket or something. They were waving it. It was live. They were waving it, waving it, waving it, waving it. And no one, nothing, none of the helicopters. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't care. You, you, if you can film the person crying for help, why couldn't you try and help them? And that's when I knew that these corporations, they're filming death as it happened. They are filming death because they know if they don't help that person, that person is clearly going to die. There's literally no way out for them. But the the one way they think, okay, let me try and get this this cameraman's attention in the helicopter. Let me try and get... I'm sure he's not driving on his, he's not flying on his own either. No, he's flying with someone. Let me try and get their attention. Seeing as this is probably on BBC news and ITV news right now and all of them, but they're just ignoring me. So I know there's a huge chance of me dying in the next 30 minutes, or there's a chance that they could react and do something. And, obviously, they didn't react and do anything because they kept filming it going back and forth, different camera angles. But that that really hurt me. And I was just like... Is anyone, like, deeping what's... Like, is anyone really, like, soaking in what's happening here? We're watching death as it happens. And we're just filming it. But then again, that... It, I'm not downplaying it, but it reflects society. People film everything, but don't jump in. It's like, hey, let's film someone getting their jaw knocked out, but we won't help them because it's banter. So from that moment, I was like, it's this whole situation is banter to them. It's banter to these corporations. It's banter to these companies. It's 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 just banter. It's laughable for them because, at the end of the day, they know for a fact these buildings that are you know so-called affordable housing. They know that they'll never, none or the, n- them or their children or anyone close to them will never ever find their si- themselves in a situation like that to be able to only afford affordable housing because affordable housing is, is, is targeted towards a certain demographic of people. So, and it's like, you know what, let's take the the peace because we can. And, and to be honest, even like after this, uh, quite recently, there was a well, a few months ago, actually, there was a fire in Canary Wharf. And um, it was funny because when I was on Twitter, well, it wasn't funny. It was just interesting, t- to be honest. People were saying, oh, well, they live in Canary Wharf, so, you know, it can't be that serious. But no, once again, I believe this building was, I'd say, classed as affordable housing. Because I don't think it's one of those apartments that they, they paid like a million pounds for or close to a million. And they have a concierge. But so, same thing happened. There's a fire in the kitchen and boom. Um, but obviously, not in, in Grenfell, there wasn't a fire in the kitchen. It was a washing machine appliance, I believe. So, basically in the flat. So, yeah... These were not some rich kids or whatever living in an a exquisite building. These are just like regulars living somewhere that they can afford or, or just about afford, you know. But same thing really, same thing. And these things keep happening year and year out and... You know, it just gets overlooked. Like the cladding in and around London is absolutely horrendous. This is the thing, it's all about looks. It's not about the inside, the inside of the place. You know, it's not about that. These buildings, because they look old, you wanna go and put gun metal cladding on them to make them look cool. Yeah, but you haven't renovated the inside. Okay. Now, how does that work? You can't put a boiler in the right place. You want to put it in a hallway, but you could put gunmetal cladding outside. That is going to cause some deaths. And it's just because of that now, they, they think... This is why the whole Grenfell thing was a scam in terms of... It was all planned because now you're not allowed to live in a building um, over 80 metres with cladding. Okay, that's understandable. But then, now they're saying it needs to be replaced. Who's going to fund that? Who's going to fund it? Balconies, exterior materials, who's funding that? Who do they want to fund it? It just flips back on the residents, not the housing associations that built these bloody buildings before the residents moved mil- m- moved in. And then their excuses: it met fire regulations. Well, okay. I you know I don't even know what to say sometimes. I just get so vexed about the whole thing um but yeah with the documentary it's just all the stress that they're going through and then have a rude mp like talking to them like they're pieces of shit on the shoe of her shoe of on her foot it's like you're talking shit you're making it up Go have a bath with your neighbours, if you think it's an issue. If I had that issue, which you probably won't, then I'll go and have a bath with my neighbours. The person on the road from where you live is going to be living in luxury as well, so it's going to be an exciting time if the water, the heating in the hot water, and um, wastewater wastewater disappears. It's not going to be like, it'll be like a sleepover, you know? But for us, it's not funny because, you know, we moved here because it stood out to us, because we wanted to, because it was something we could afford. But let me not go down that route. Let me just stick to the topic. Have someone from the higher ups gaslight you, is just you just want to I don't know, I don't know I don't know what to say it's just I could just see the rage in that guy's eyes, he was just like you guys are gaslighting us, you're saying you're promising this, that boom, nothing and then when they're asking them when, when he's like I'm still waiting for information. And that's the same thing that we hear when we are asking London Quadrant for information. We will let you know when we find out. Why is it? Why is that? you never have the information or we're doing an investigation, but your investigation is very brief. It's not thorough. It's not, if there's water in the walls, let me check the water. And there's a special tool i can use for this but you don't use it you don't or if there's a hole we'll just patch it up with with um sealant you know that will do okay may do for now but and the thing that one of the residents was saying about they installed new windows and they left a wide like 10 centimeter gap in the windows and all they did was seal it up with sealant. I'm like, you know what? I mean, I, I don't know if Alan Q would do that, but then again, they probably they probably might because they are fond of using sealant for things. I mean, I understand like if a tile fell out, you use a sealant, but they want to be cheap as well. They they always want to be cheap and it would not put past me. Because just can't be bothered to take the window out. And you know. Straighten it. You know I could go on. Because it, it's relatable to my neighbours. Because they're having issues with their doors. Rusting. And then being told that. Oh they should have looked after it. But no one received a manual for this. And now they're saying they don't want to replace them. It's like. But it's you. You started this, and now you're saying now you're saying that you don't want to help. It's just I don't know. It's just so bad. There's so many things I could say about this, and um, I obviously I did go off on a tangent, but this is all of this is very close to home. It's just so disheartening how it all ended up. But it was it was planned, of course, because it wouldn't have happened that way. Everything from, you know, from the start was planned. It's like, let's shut them up. They're getting on our nerves. They were getting fed up with them. They wanted them to be quiet, so let's quiet them. That's what it is. That's what happened. And it made me think, like, you know conspiracy side of me he's like I think I make the most noise in this building so um and part of me's like what if they try and shut me up you know I'm you know what I'm here for it If they want to they can try but they will get their day they can try all they want. They can try They can try and shut all of Barking Riverside and beyond. But we're not going to close our mouths. We are not going to close them. Just because you want us to. Because you started this. Because it's stressful and we don't really want to deal with it. Of course not. We don't want to deal with any of this on top of daily stresses. We don't. But... In these situations, you do feel like you know I can do it, even though I can't. You feel like you can't, but you can. Because there's there's ways. It's stressful to get to them ways, but once you got to them ways and you know that you have you've hit a nerve with them, then and that by hitting a nerve I mean them actually responding like okay well come check it out today and you know for a fact that if you didn't do what you had to do you would have never got that response so but yes yeah, so if anyone ever wants to know some of um the things I've had to deal with um I can I can tell you about it and how I've overcome them with London and Quadrant um just, you know, just want to say one thing though that sometimes legal action is just. Obviously, you say it to scare them, but they still ignore it until you actually do it. Even then, they don't flinch. I'm just saying from personal experience and from um, experience with the neighbours. So. If I can't make you flinch, then the higher power will make you flinch. And that's all I'm saying for now. Okay, thank you for listening and I will sign out. And I hope... Day, morning, afternoon. I may just add to this. But as you can tell, I'm a bit heated. Well, not heated, but I'm just like reflecting... There's lots I can say about this because, yeah, um, I will definitely add to this and I will definitely give more accounts on my views about Grenfell and London and Quadrant. Bye.